On today's Question of Faith, what do midges and canon lawyers have in common? Hey everybody, I'm Mike Hayes. This is Question of Faith. I am the Director of Young Adult Ministry in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damian Ferentz, the Vicar for Evangelization. And I'm Molly Kulig with the Diocese of Cleveland Tribunal as an auditor. Mm, an auditor. What welcome, a, Molly. Yeah, welcome, Molly. <laughs> Okay, so we're at the Renaissance Hotel on location today. Uh, it's the Canon Law Conference this year, and Canon lawyers are swarming like the midges are here in Cleveland. If you don't know what a midge is, you, remember, uh, you might remember Joba Chamberlain for the Yankees got attacked by all these little tiny bugs that look like gnats. They're everywhere in Cleveland in the fall. They are, and so are Canon lawyers. We're at this, uh, well, Molly, you tell us where we are and what we're doing. Yes, we're at the Canon Law Society of America convention, and we are here, all, a bunch of Canon lawyers from all around the diocese and beyond uh, throughout the world have gathered to come to learn more about Canon Law, the practice of it, and also about how to interpret it itself. Mm. Well, how many? Is it like almost 400 or something? Is that what someone said? Yes, that's correct. About 400 or so, so it's beautiful, especially because we are we have people from other dioceses around the world as well, so Yeah, beautiful. I saw some pictures of Bishop Barron last night yes. giving a talk, yeah. That's right, we had Bishop Barron speaking, which was wonderful, and he helped us grow in our understanding of synodality, which is the, one of our major themes right now around the world. That's very cool. So I know Bishop Molesic was here last night, and he's going to be celebrating Mass soon. And he is also a canon lawyer, uh, and his degree is from the Catholic University of America. My license in philosophy is from there, and you are currently a student at the Catholic University of America, true? Yes, that's correct. I'm currently studying canon law at the Catholic University of America. That's awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about what is canon law, especially for people who hear it all the time, but what is it and why is it important? Well, canon law is essentially the church, the church's law. It's ecclesiastical law, and a portion of it you'll find in what's referred to as the code of canon law. But it goes beyond the code of canon law. You also see we have liturgical law as well that falls under canon law, and within the code of canon law, you can see that there it covers different areas throughout the church pertaining to sacraments, um, penal law, procedural law, um, matters pertaining to what the laity do versus what the clergy do, what their roles are and how they balance one another out. Yeah, I know in my, my deacon studies, I'm studying for the diaconate here in the diocese, um, this is how we live out our theology, yeah. right? And it's the yeah. practical way of how we how we do this, right? Yeah, for sure. Because we can't really get to the end point without a roadmap on how to get there, yeah. right? And so canon law helps us to understand how to really live out the faith, but then also pertaining to the sacraments, what makes the sacrament valid, right? Mm. Because if we don't know what makes the sacrament valid, then how do we do sacraments, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So it's very important to understand that and the different roles in ministry and how each person, each person in the church that makes up the body of Christ adds to the role of the church and how we fulfill our baptismal call. 
So I've not been to a canon law conference before, and I'm really not participating, but we are here. We're like clandestine warriors. We've snuck behind enemy lines. Um, what, what's been a highlight? What have you enjoyed about this conference? Maybe a speaker or maybe even conversations at, at meals? Yeah. Give us some highlights of what's been going on here at this, uh, is it, would you say, National Canon Law Conference? Um. Well, it's it's through the Canon Law Society, Society. of America, okay. but right. people are welcome to join from other who might belong to other Canon Law Societies throughout the world. Um, so, in a sense, it's national, but it's still um, throughout the throughout America specifically. Okay. Um, and I'm sorry. What was your oh, my question was what what's been going on that you've enjoyed here, and what are you looking forward to? I know this is a three or four day conference, correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, so I really enjoyed getting to hear Bishop Barron speak in person um, and getting a chance to meet him and tell him my thanks because previously I was a director of religious education for 12 years. And so I've utilized a lot of his resources that he provides. And so it was a great opportunity to get to hear him um, and to personally thank him for all that he does for evangelization and catechesis throughout the United mm -hmm. States and beyond. Nice. And, and so what, are there like workshops and things like that? that so as an auditor, what, how does this pertain? What, what do you do as an auditor, I guess is the first question. And then what, what kind of workshops would pertain to you at a conference like this? Yeah, as an auditor, I my main role is to gather the proofs, if you will. Mm, yeah. um, so I deal primarily, if not completely, with annulment cases that are coming through the tribunal. And so before it gets to the judge and the judge makes a decision in collaboration with others, it's necessary to gather all of the necessary testimonies and proof prior to that. And so I, that's largely my role as an auditor, collecting those testimonies, reaching out to people who have petitioned for an annulment or those respondents or witnesses to continue to gather everything so that the judge can make their judgment. <laughs> That's cool. So I remember when I first came back from from Rome and was given this assignment as vicar for evangelization, I was talking with Father Giannis, who's your boss. He's the judicial vicar of the diocese. And he, I think, quoted Paul VI, who said that at the end of the day, canon law is for evangelization. And is that what Bishop Barron was talking about? And so how do sometimes maybe some people will say, well, what does canon law really have to do with, you know, evangelization and where the where the church is and where we're heading? So is that what Bishop uh, Barron talked about last night, or could you shed some light on, on those questions when people maybe make canon law and evangelization mutually exclusive when they actually work together? Well, I could see that. So I think one of the most important things, at least for myself when it comes to canon law, is that all of canon law aims at the salvation of souls. So in a sense, you could say that evangelization goes along with it because what's the aim of evangelization? Salvation of souls, right? So they work together, kind of like different lungs within the church, right, to work towards the same goal. So Molly, tell us a little bit about how you got into canon law and how you wound up in Cleveland. Uh, you already told us you're studying at CUA, but maybe a little bit about your own background and how you got into this uh, role of being an auditor. Yeah. So it's a long story, but I'll try to make it short and give you some bullet points. 
So I started out studying at St. Vincent College in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, where the Benedictines are, and I double majored in music and Catholic theology. I knew I wanted to serve the church in some way. Um, I had a love for music, but I also had a love for God and catechesis. So I studied both of them, and during my time there, I, at the end of my time there, I realized I got this opportunity to be an au pair in Austria after graduating. So I went to Austria, learned a decent amount of German, and had this opportunity to see the church, the universal church um, over there in Austria and the other countries that I was able to visit. And this helped to really help me grow in love with the faith and the universality of it all. And so when I came back, I ended up serving a parish in York, Pennsylvania, the Diocese of Harrisburg, where Bishop Molesic is originally from. And I started to work, serve as a DRE at a bilingual parish there. And while I was there, I was able to develop some more of my Spanish speaking skills and grow in my own catechesis, honestly, because as you study theology, it's completely different than actually serving as a DRE in the parish, right? And as you prepare in catechesis, you start to learn yourselves, yourself, even though I had the degree. Um, so I ended up coming, but during that period of time while I was there, I started to think about canon law about two years into being a DRE. Um, somebody who, had, who was a judicial vicar approached me and he said, you know, you'd be a great canon lawyer. Mm. And I was mm. like, what's that? <laughs> right? Mm. Um, so that's really when the ball started rolling for me. And I started to think about this and discern whether or not God was calling me to this. Well, I continued. I ended up being contacted by a priest out in Ohio whom I knew from undergrad. He called me out there to be a DRE. Okay. So and to get my master's degree. So I got my master's in theology while I was out here in Ohio, but it never really went away, right? It, things kept coming back and um, there were different people in my life who kept bringing this up, this idea of why aren't you studying canon law yet, right? Um, so I served at a parish in Maslin, Ohio for five years as a DRE there and obtained my master's degree in theology at Walsh University. And then the last three years, I got married to my husband, and I was serving two other parishes in Canton, Ohio, St. Peter's and St. John's, and God continually just kept putting these people in my life, and to very make, very much make it clear that this is what His will was for me. Um, so I contacted the diocese and told them of my interest, started to research and discern more actively, and before you knew it, God led me here, and so I'm so, so grateful to be able to study canon law, and because I see the beauty of it and how it fits in the whole picture. You know, ministry was beautiful, and it, it continues to be beautiful, but not all people are called to ministry, and not all people are called to be canon lawyers, but God calls us each in our own way to serve His church, and I feel that this is how He's calling me. That's cool. That's a vocation story of a canon lawyer. 
And it's, it's awesome. And we met on the, I heard about you because I knew there was someone who was studying at CUA because Father Tim Roth studying at the Angelicum now in Rome. Mm-hmm. So we have two people in training. And then we met on the Good Time 3 when the whole uh, staff from Cathedral Square was down there. I remember you were worried a little bit about the sun because it was a very hot day. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, <laughs> for those of you who do not know me, I'm super pale. So... I resemble sun, that remark. That's <laughs> right. That's right. So for those of us who are super pale, the sun is not always our friend, although mm. it's necessary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, Molly, tell us a little bit about, you go to church in Akron, right? Yes, that's right. My husband and I attend St. Paul's in Akron, and I'm a cantor there as well. And we've been going there for a couple of years. Um, Father Matt Pfeiffer is the pastor there, correct? And that's right. He is. We were in seminary together, so I know Father Pfeiffer pretty well. And we're eventually, we're going to be doing nine nights of night prayer down there. So hopefully he'll be open to the invitation as you were open to the invitation that, of being a canon lawyer. Yes, I hope so too. All right. And then our church search this week uh, is, is there. And then our gospel for this coming week, you got a little bit earlier this week, but it says that Jesus told the disciples a parable about the necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. Mm. So don't become weary. That's the bottom line. Stay in it. Be persistent. <laughs> All right. Sure. And so, Molly, thanks for joining us here this week on Question of Faith. And we'll have this and more for all of you here on Question of Faith. Thank you.